good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. Um, tonight we got our we got our political show. You know, usually uh, you guys in the chat, definitely in the group, will see us post political stuff, and, and people always seem to get a little razzled once we uh, post stuff in reference to holding the Democratic Party um, accountable for some of their things. So you you know usually you know we like to face the music. And we tonight we just uh, titled our show uh, "Politics and the Black Vote." And um, Keisha's uh, on the show tonight. We also have our other co-host. He'll be joining us shortly, as soon as she can. There's a couple guests that's going to be joining us too. Hopefully they'll come uh, before the show is over. What's up, Keisha? Nothing. How are you? I might. I see you got that ceiling. How are you ready for this open to be over? Um, why are you hearing? Somebody, I, yeah, no, I just see it. No, I'm ready for the election to be over, but somebody told me I need to go grocery shopping, board up my house, and be worried you about you know, oh, because of the outcome of the election. If Trump win, or if Trump lose, because they said if he lose, it's gonna be a civil war. Oh, yeah, because the Allegedly. Proud Boys is standing by what he told them. Stand by and stand what? Yeah, stand by and stand down. I guess so. Oh, but let's let's but Keisha, let's let's address something that has always been a topic in the group. With um, you know, me and you converse a lot about this. First and foremost, we're gonna we're not gonna rush the show. We're gonna take our time. We're gonna <laughs> dissect bit by bit and piece by piece. Me and you, you had posted something in the group before, prior to when um, black people were uh, allowed to vote. And a lot of people did not know it was prior to the Voters' Right Act. You were allowed to vote that if you owned land back in the times when the slaves was free. Black men. Black men. Black men only. So mm-hmm. now that we we know this, so some people didn't know this. Some people don't know this. Oh history. no, they they ripped me. They tried to tell me I didn't know what I was talking about. So so we're gonna talk about the history of that and why the suffrage movement hated black men back then is because they still were do. Allowed, yes, still do. Uh, the likes of Margaret Singer. Stanton, liberal white women. Su- Su- Susan B. Anthony. Those that hold on to those old liberal views. I'm not going to say all of the quote-unquote progressives, but, you know. Liberal so, and progressives, all these terms, is that the same thing? Not not to everybody. So the terms oh, should be okay. different depending on the person you're talking to. All so, right. Keisha. Mm-hmm. And if anybody in the chat disagree with something we're saying or you don't like something we're saying, you're more than welcome. Actually, if you want to join the show with us, you can come on the show. I'll send you the link and you can come on the show and we can have an adult conversation and talk about these adult issues. Um, me and Keisha are independent. Um, I'm a registered independent and Keisha's actually a registered Democrat, but she votes according to her issues. This is something that me and her talked about at one time. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard in New Jersey. You you be flip-flopping the whole time. Um but yeah, so where would you like to start, dear brother? So let's start with one of the things that our co-host Shakita had wanted to address was the ice cube situation. 
Oh, well, see, the Ice Cube situation pisses me off. I think it pisses Shakita off, too. Um, what are we mad at? I can't get to the bottom of what we're mad at. I can't get to the bottom of why we continuously call each other names like Coon. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we continuously call each other names without any facts based on the white media. Um, I believe Ice Cube. I believe that he was trying to speak to both sides. I believe the Democrats said, well, wait till after the election. I mean, Trump is the president. So if you want things done, why I don't understand the concept of not working with the administration that's currently, how are you going to get anything done if you don't work with the administration? And then what's an oxymoron to me, you know, because we all up in arms with the crime bill, Biden and Strong, who's a KKK person, they created the crime bill. We pushed Biden up to the, the, the highest level because he was able to work across the table and people who have different ideologies than, than him. But we're going to call Ice Cube or Sambo and Uncle Tom and all these other different negative connotations. Um, or then we say, um, well, he's just a musician. Why is he talking about politics? But if it was Jay-Z talking about politics, um, nine times out of ten, those same people would be like, oh, Jay's for the people. I just don't under, I feel like, I mean, I know we have PTSD, but we like all over the place and the shit just annoys me to no end. I'm going to trust Ice Cube before I trust a Trump or a Bite. So let me, let me ask you. So, you know, um, I am a person that messes with Twitter kind of heavy. He, he, when he first explained when the Trump, somebody from Trump's administration came out and said, they messed down with they sat down with ice cube um and they tweaked their platinum plan and that sent the hysteria ice cube never did it for publicity ice cube never even told nobody about um the situation so mm -hmm. then ice cube came out and said straight up i did not endorse trump um so then you know a lot of people on the left was upset saying he endorsed trump and he he didn't endorse trump um and so forth and so on then ice cube basically has been saying even with his the zoom interview released the zoom footage on what really happened you know, right. by what he's on why i'm gonna ask you a question first and foremost um why is the people the people that don't really understand the history of the republican party um we know that the, we know that the republican party used to be considered the party for blacks at one time and some people say that you know that changed over with the Dixiecrats and all that so forth and so on. So we 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 know that both parties actually have a history of racism. Mm -hmm. This is just a matter of fact, and um, you know, for the lack of trying to uh, do a whole bunch of research, it's not a research show. We're just having a conversation. So let me ask you, Keisha, why is it when a male black aligns themselves with the Republicans, whether you say you believe in the Republican values or you agree with a Republican thing, why is it such a problem in liberal media? 
tag you guys are it this right now. I mean, I guess you have been it for generations, but it's right now it's tagged that you guys are it. And I think that a lot of us are running around voting Democrat. Like I'm gonna say, um, I got people in my family that was Republicans going back. Um you get a little bit of cash. Um, you try to keep your cash and make sense if you part. Um, but I think that for a lot of black people, um, a lot of the Republican values speak to who we are. Um, we just vote against our interests. Like, you know, yeah, you say you want to help uh, poor people, but if somebody's on Section 8, you clown Oh, they only pay ten dollars in rent. So, or you know, we're quick to say. I think I told you the story the other day um, when my grandma was alive, and say you wasn't working or doing anything, she would come knock on your bedroom door and say, um, "Phone for you," and you'd be like, "Who is it?" And she'd be like, "Job," um, because we believe in the pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like we say that all the time. Um, I say this to you, people are probably going to get offended. They got plantation people. The whites vote against their interests and the blacks vote against their interests. Like, um, they, did a, they did a job on us. So, it makes sense that black men who want to get out and get it and don't want a handout is aligning themselves with the Republican Party. To me, it makes sense. Um, you know, I'm looking at what people are saying. It's like, you know, they're stuck on the racism. I don't really understand the racism. I don't... Um, Explain that, Keisha, because I think people may not understand what you mean when you said you don't, you don't understand the racism. I mean, I don't understand the racism. Um, to me... And I definitely think it's a North and a South thing. So in the North, Biden's type of racism is what you used to. So like you may work with them, you may laugh at them, you might go to lunch with them, but then they put stuff into place that you're not promoting or you don't get that good review. Or so the policies and the institutions that are put in a place um, leaves you behind. Now Donald Trump, on the other hand, I'm not so sold on that he's racist, and everyone gets upset with me when he said. Now I think the people, the white people who support Donald Trump, nine times out of ten, I definitely think they're racist. I think Pence is a card carrying member of the KKK. But I just think that Donald Trump doesn't doesn't like poor people, which is a difference because we got to understand that America is a racist and a class society. So um, I'm more concerned about people who write policies who are supposed to be my friend and laugh and kiki with you and then they write policies that's to the detriment of you so that's why when i say i'm not stuck on the racism i'm not stuck on the racism because a poor white man as a racist if we know the history of america is worse not 10 times over 
to me. One of the things that um one of the interesting things is there's a brother called Vernon um uh, Vernon Robinson the third. For those that like mm-hmm. to read, he wrote a book called Black Americans Coming Home, How They Reelect Trump. And it's a very interesting book of how a lot of black blacks are actually going back to the party that they started, which is the Republican Party. Republican Party. So this is I mean, point. our ideals, when you think about it, we get mad at the Latinos. Um, or we get mad at the Africans or whatever. But as a whole, our ideals kind of align with the Republican Party. Whether like so on my father's side they're very religious, right? They've been voting Republican when you talk about abortion and um LGBT and I'm not saying LGBT as far as them not having rights, but in some ways some of the things that the Democrats do feels like you're infringing on other people's rights, right? So, of course, someone that's conservative, a Catholic, a Baptist, or this or that, they ain't really voting Democrat. But then, you know, I think that we're not paying attention to that. And another thing that I have a problem, I have a problem with the Democratic Party. And I don't understand how no one else has a party a problem with the Democratic Party. We're going to get to that because I think that we both agree on why. Um, we have a problem with the Democratic Party and why we always speak about the Democratic Party the way that we do. One of the things that I wanted to ask you was, me and you kind of thought it was humorous a, a few months ago. Um, we posted some stuff in the group and a couple people said, um, what is the black agenda? And um, we thought it was funny that a person that would be black or assume themselves to be black or assume themselves to be a foundational black American, American descendant slave. I could understand if a foreigner um, that may have migrated, that may have immigrated or migrated to America would say, well, what's the black agenda in America? And they don't understand. But for somebody whose family was um, slaves in this country, to not know what a black agenda is, it was, it would, it was kind of surprising to me. I mean, you had discussed it. So uh, it wasn't surprising to me. <laughs> Keisha, so yes. in, two, in 2020, what is the black agenda? The same damn black agenda that was in 1962, 1883, uh, Justice and Jobs. We got the same damn agenda. I got a couple couple things I wanted to share with you before we finish. Just just a couple clips. And I know a lot of people don't like Minister Farrakhan, but this is something that we need to... Oh, I love Farrakhan. I'm not one of... Now remember, our dear sister Julianne Malvo mentioned A. Philip Randolph. Man, that was long time ago. And the cry was jobs and justice. In the March on Washington in 1963, the cry was jobs and justice. In the 20-year anniversary of the March on Washington, the cry was jobs and justice. 
We are now in 2010. And, the and what is the cry? Jobs and jobs. Well, wait a minute. How long are you going to sit around begging white people to do for us what we have the power to do for ourselves? So one of the things I just want to say that uh, I guess I was right. Jobs and justice. Let me let me finish. No copyright infringement intended under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use, including purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is use is permitted by copyright statute. There might be otherwise be infringement. Educational, personal use tips to balance in favor of fair use. This is part of the Copyright Act of 1976, and I used that uh, clip. I have to say, somebody, I think it's two questions in the chat. Mm. Somebody said, somebody said, I don't think that's a party thing, but it's but a religious thing. Not all conservatives are religious. I need you, if you're in the chat, I just need you to explain that question a little bit in depth. I didn't understand it a little bit. But, but here's another clip we got, Keisha. That, that's one of my favorite videos of the great uh, Martin Luther King. But Keisha, now when we when we discuss the jobs, justice, uh, equality, a lot of people try to say, well, well, voting, our ancestors died for voting. And I always try to say that they did not die for the right to vote. They died for justice and equality and voting was a ways and means of getting that. That does not mean that they... Oh, we're good. We want to vote because actually, if you look at it, if you own land back then, you were able to vote. Definitely, if you were mm -hmm. a man. Um, so let me if ask you, you yeah, if, if you were a man, if you, you know, you, you had some property. So, so let me ask you, Keisha. One one of the things that we see the pushback that a lot of these uh, so so called black people are getting, black males are getting, when they align themselves with the Republican Party. 
But when they align themselves with the Democratic Party, nobody says anything. But here's my thing even with that. Some of them are not even aligning. I look at me and you. I'm not aligning myself with the Republican Party. I'm just asking questions. People be so mad. It's like, oh, so you're going to vote for Trump? Like, why can't we have dialogue? That's, in essence, if we look at history, that's why we are where we are. Because in our community, it's, they feel like only a certain person can speak for our community and you can't well, ask any questions well for the sake for the sake of uh the show and i want to be uh full transparent and um the day before the election that everybody says that this is the most important election um in my lifetime mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna publicly tell people why i uh am so hard on the democrats because the black man is tired of holding y'all nuts we're sick and tired of holding oh, wow. the bag for the Democratic Party. And don't I think that's no black tangibles. people as, I, I don't and know don't, if y'all hold the bag. No, no, and don't get no tangibles. And I'm gonna tell you why, the biggest the biggest issue I have, right? Uh-huh. Is because every time election time come around, vote, 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 vote. And then after election, nobody come, nobody's in these communities. And if it is people in the communities, it's the butter biscuit crowd. Then on top of that, one of the biggest issues that I have with the Democratic Party four years ago is the same issue that I have with the Democratic Party now. Your party has been hijacked. True. Your party has been hijacked. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Perez and the, the heads of the DNC. Your party has been hijacked. Don't leave out with. The Don't leave out with. Oh, no, no. I, I'm coming for him, too. The progressive movement, which is a, has some very great issues within the party, were leading both campaigns, both times. And they clearly cheated Bernie Sanders four years ago. And then they clearly did it again. And Whip Clyburn comes out of nowhere and throws a fastball to the baby boomers down in South Carolina when Joe Biden was in sixth place. And all of a sudden, he's in the lead. Joe Biden was about to drop out. So I know a lot of people get mad at me and be like, oh, you, you on your platform and you do this. I'm just telling you what it is. So when you get mad at me, you should really, if you if you say you're a Democrat, you should be mad at your party. You should be mad at... You should be mad at being told who should be heading your party. Bernie, if Bernie Sanders was running for president, I would honestly say I would have voted for Bernie Sanders. And no I'm going to say I wouldn't. I ain't like Bernie. <laughs> I felt like he was giving everything away. But I felt like, because see, that's the concept. That's the Republican in me. But Bernie was supposed to be the nominee both times. Okay? The Republican... Bernie got I'm like AOC. Listen, I'm concerned. I'm conservative. I know. Listen, I know I'm supposed to be voting Republican. No, Keisha, Keisha the, the, the party got robbed from the Clinton wing of the party. The old Democrats pulled the fastball, pulled the fastball, and they got rid of Bernie. And then, soon as soon as the, the young lady started to kick up the squad, 
They sent Nancy, Nancy Pelosi told them to shut they, up. They, they sent Nancy after them and told them to shut up. And you you don't hear nothing against them no more. You don't hear, you don't nothing, hear nothing from them. Only, Nancy the, told only, them. <laughs> the only time you hear them kick up is if a Republican was to say something about them. Nancy told them that they wasn't respecting their elders, that they better shut their damn mouth. That's what. But even going back to this, this is my problem with black people. We have to get real with um, Barry. I mean Barack Obama. We got we we have to get real. And I I love Obama, right? I still see him clearly. So in saying that, we have two choices. We can protect his legacy or we could be mad as fuck at the at the Democrats because somehow we have have forgotten that I believe he had the House and the Senate from 08 yeah, to 10. Democratic had the House and the Senate into the midterms and got nothing because they all rode his coattail. They got then, not a damn thing. They, and the Democrats. Then when the Republicans the, got back in office, they stonewalled them. Which but, they but should have the, done. the Democrats wasn't voting for the right stuff either. You know, we the Democrats, I ain't gonna say we because I'm not a part of that nonsense, they don't stay on code, right? <laughs> so when a person like me or you be questioning, instead of trying to shut us down, in order for us to get to we have to learn from history. In order for us to get to the next level, we have to listen to one another. I, I get what y'all saying about Donald Trump, but we also have to understand that, that it's people that's doing well with Donald Trump, black men that ain't that been in jail, that ain't did well under anybody, and they doing well under read, Donald Trump. Let me just read one of the statements in the chat. It said black. Black don't equal Democrat. We need to vote for whoever will help our community. For now, right. politics is usual. After having a black president for eight years, it's hard to be optimistic for help from the government. And he's right. He's right. Say, um, he That's absolutely right. But don't say that too loud because the black people be like, you cry. No, the, and, and, it, and, it, and it's funny because what, he, what did y'all expect? He, the person, the person in the chat that said it actually lives in what we would consider a red state. Um, and the thing that the thing that we got to understand, and, and it's not nothing. I would respect people, Keisha, and you know I'll be on my independent thing. I would respect people if they be like, "Yo, I just don't like Trump." I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. You don't like him. I don't like I don't like some of his ways neither. He doesn't he lacks decorum as, as the president, you know, but he's the president. He is what we he is. And I'm they not telling nobody for that. And that's another thing. We black people is we we like the victim label or something. Like Obama's presidency. The incidents of racism and all that stuff increased, in my opinion, during Obama's presidency, right? We have this notion that we didn't raise no money. Y'all don't remember Rock the Vote? Y'all don't remember Puffy running the damn marathon? If some of y'all is younger, we were sending money to MTV. This is before Cash App and Zell and all of that, right? The young people, he energized the young people. 
them young people couldn't find no jobs. I think he promised them something on their student loans or whatever. They were disengaged. We so quick to be like it was our fault, and we arguing amongst each other. We we didn't vote in the. We don't vote in all the elections, and 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 that's why he didn't have the house in the Senate. But when he had the house in the Senate, they didn't do shit. So again, why are we so willing to be like it's our fault with Trump? It ain't my fault. I ain't standing with y'all with that bull. And it's proven people can sit around and say, well, well, 100 million people didn't vote and all that. But it's proven that, oh, yeah, 100 million people didn't vote. But those 100 million people didn't put Trump in office. I mean, they have the demographic, you know, CNN, you know, which I call the Clinton News Network, MSNBC, Fox. They break all that stuff down on who voted for who, the demographic, what region, stuff like that. Maybe they didn't vote because they didn't feel like they could. Their vote meant anything. A lot of times, and this is what I always, um, me and you always talk about, Keisha, is what are you getting for your vote? What are you getting? Are you getting tangibles for your vote? And it's like every time we say it on a platform, people look at us like we're not supposed to ask for nothing for our vote. No, because we want to continue to do the same thing. But not only even that. But then they'd be like, oh, well, you never took a civics class. Those those college-educated dummies. New Jersey is voting Democrat. I don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't like Cory Booker. I can't stand Boaz because I can't call him the C-word. Up there talking about um, you all in the Kool-Aid and you don't know the flavor. <laughs> Therefore, in good conscience, I couldn't vote for them. However, I didn't have to worry about Donald Trump in New Jersey because I knew New Jersey was going to vote Democrat. I knew that they were going to get them what, electoral votes or whatever. We have to stop not listening to one another. We need to figure out we are continuing the same errors that our forefathers had. You know, you ones that like the hobnob with the whites, so y'all don't want to burn this MF down. We are continuing. Or you other ones who just want a little smidgen or something. The bar is so low. I want it all. Brand new socks and drawers. So somebody in the chat said they passed the, the Universal Health Care Act in, uh, when they had the majority. Let's let's not, let's not for lack of better words, let's just say it's called the... Um, which it is called the Affordable Health Care Act, not Universal Health Care. Um, Affordable in, Care Act. The reason why is because Universal Health Care is something that uh, Bernie Sanders wanted uh, Medicaid for all, uh, health care for everybody. So let's, you know, I know I know, I could be a little funny with the wording, but we got to be careful with the wording on how that stuff is worded. The ACA, the Affordable so they, Care Act. So, so they, did, they did pass that, Keisha, but at, after that, like, you know, and we, we hear that or some people always try to say well, so to what Do you, I, so damn that. what so what They do you know how expensive the affordable care act was or is to go through them exchanges and try to get health insurance so we have to ask those questions like they passed it like, and that's another thing that the people in the group and black people do. 
we're not all poor okay so when someone is saying that they don't have nothing for the middle class that means i'm getting screwed three times with no vaseline because i'm getting screwed as a black person and i'm getting screwed from the middle class who's getting squeezed and pushed out and let me tell you we have poor black people but a lot of us are in the middle class a lot of us so so, so the person in the chat said it costs less than what it costs to not have insurance i don't know i don't know like i, like you. I like i've been i've been i don't I've agree with that like, I, I don't agree insurance. and let me tell you why i don't agree let me tell you why i don't agree with that when i quit my business and the end of 2015 and i went to apply for the affordable care act to get health insurance it was seven hundred dollars a month because it went against my salary at per so that was double that was triple what i was playing paying as an employee working for a company so if i wasn't working how could i afford $700 a month and it wasn't apples to apples so I'm not going to agree to that now in New Jersey even though I pay for my health insurance because I own my own company I pay for me and my son it's still not but New Jersey had health insurance at the time I was living in Maryland I know plenty of small business owners who cannot afford to this day the Affordable Care Act so it's not cheaper than um, if you didn't have insurance it really isn't well, the birthday Shakita, girl. Hey Shakita, guys. Shakita has, has joined the show. What's up, Kita? Um, one of the things that that uh, somebody in the chat also said, Keisha, was he just can't get past the crime bill. Trump has been letting a lot of people out. I'm just saying. Now, I'm gonna ask, I can get to that because that speaks directly to me. Who can't get past the crime bill? A person. A person that that's in the chat. I know who it is. Oh. Now. I, I I understand how you feel in the chat. Um, I know who you are. We are both uh, directly affected by the crime bill. Um, one of the things that the, me the too. Crime bill always, <laughs> majority of us should be should say they was affected, but a lot of people don't see it like that. But one of the things majority that we need of them not. I'll get to that. <laughs> One, one of the things that we need to understand about the crime bill is, and, and, and Keisha will tell you, they are the reason, the crime bill is the reason why I do not like the Congressional Black Caucus. <clears throat> the Congressional Black Caucus, like Joe Biden always says when he's asked about the crime bill, they signed off on it. He, he specifically said the other day, he said, I had 50 black mayors and the Congressional Black Caucus sign off on the crime bill. So this was always the reason why I never liked the Congressional Black Caucus because they're, in my opinion, they have never pushed legislation for black people mm. since the 60s, since mm. they were formed. If you look at why they was formed, when, when John Conyers and them formed, designed, designed the CBC, what piece of legislation can anybody name to me that they have helped the black community? So that's a whole nother story. Now, as far as Joe Biden, the reason why I say I can't get past the crime bill is because he does not apologize for it. 
the CBC at the very least says we were sorry, we were wrong, we know it destroyed our community. Joe Biden is unapologetic. Kamala Harris, with all due respect, people think I don't like her. I like her. But guess what? She's unapologetic. She has she does not apologize. And this is what one of the reasons why I could not vote for them now. Did I vote for Trump? That's none of your business. And I know I didn't vote for Trump. But I did <laughs> vote for Biden and Harris. But I just want people to know that that we always talk about with Joe Biden, um, the crime bill, the crime bill. Did you ever think about Googling what he did to Anita Hill? Did you ever think about Googling that? Because what he did to Anita Hill, for any black woman to vote for Joe Biden, he disgraced that woman. Because he sided with his buddy and his comrade, Clarence Thomas, who's a Republican, he, by the way. He so tried don't to think, apologize. Don't, don't, don't think that Joe Biden is a... a a, a hardcore Democrat, so for you know, so that's just a little history of my personal experience with the crime bill. Yeah, he's a Republican. Y'all still vote for it. <laughs> Shakita, I'm glad you could join us. Hey guys, <laughs> we uh, we, we 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 talked about your Ice Cube thing. We knew you was really uh, concerned okay. about that, but definitely you could always go back to that. And I mean, we know. don't have to. We don't really have to go back on it much. Um, <clears throat> good evening, everybody. It was my birthday the other day, so I had some family and friends over, um, and I'm drinking wine out of a plastic cup because of the Rona. So, you know, excuse me for possibly looking uncouth to some. Others probably won't care. Um, Keisha, I just want to say, you know, the, um, what'd you call him? Educated dummy had me on the ground. The college educated dummy. Woo, that was so funny. So many of them. Um, and um, yeah, we don't have to go back to the next <laughs> um, I saw, um, I saw that um, uh, SNL did a skit um, with Jim Carrey. I have it, and we I should boycott it. SNL. It was really, it was funny, and Cube had a really good sense of humor. He sent them to hell, and he laughed, and it was funny, and it was funny, you know. I mean, you know, none of that is neither here nor there. You know, I feel like the election is over. Whoever's gonna win has won. We just have to wait the announcement, and it's nothing that we could possibly. So did you happen. have you hoarded your food and boarded up your house and you know because they said it's going to be a civil war. You know, I was I was having that conversation earlier with my son, and I said because I've been noticing that there are a great deal um, of Trump supporters um, riding up and down in this area that I live in, and um, I, they're they're disruptive. Um, flashing lights, honking horns, um, aggressively driving behind you, um, on the side of you, like they want to run you off the road. They're doing everything they possibly can to be disruptive, and there's nobody out there. And no, I don't, I don't, you know, no, when I mean nobody, no police are out there, and I, I really don't think that they care. Um, it's all just, um, you know, when you say civil war, who are you going to war with? And I, somebody asked that in the in the group. Somebody was like, "Oh, it's going to be a civil war," and I said, "With who?" And he really answered me um, as if it was an answer. And he was like, "You know, with the other people." And I was like, "Well, what people? Because if your president doesn't win, and then there's a civil war, you, who are you going to? The war is is with the government. You know, right?" You, there's a civil war. You don't like what's going on. So the war is with the government. You don't just 
walk around, drive around, um, abusing, murdering, killing, tearing up other people in your like your neighbors. You don't do that to your neighbors. You you go into civil war with the government, and then the government calls in the army, and then whoever joins. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? So I was like surprised that I, I got that answer. Like, y'all really think that a civil war means that? citizens are going to be or spilling out into the street are going to fight each other I, I just don't think so i think what you know first of all i don't think it's going to happen at all that's just my personal opinion i mean you know if it does slap me on the wrist but if you're if you're preparing for war you are preparing to go up against the national guard the arm the army right the government <laughs> the police department but these are your people so if this is if, if the trump supporters are so upset because they're afraid that their pick doesn't win now you have to fight the people that you supposedly pretend like you care about soldiers and your p- beloved police departments and all of like what are you gonna do snatch mothers out of the house and their kids and murder them in the street they didn't do anything to, to you you're mad at the government so i, I just kind of don't get you know the whole it's funny. It's funny that you um you, you you went there when I asked you about that, right? Because one thing that um you are that I know you are you're an avid reader, and you, uh, all three of us read history, and it brings me to my question to Keisha. Yes. Historically, we don't tear shit up, Keisha. Right. No, that's white people. White people they love they believe in anarchy, child. They love it. Yeah, it makes. Sense. I mean, now, I mean, and, and, and they were war against the government, right? This is what I've been saying to everybody. Like, there, and, and again, I could be wrong. Maybe, again, if I'm wrong, slap me on the wrist. But the the mindset of the Civil War was because this government is not doing what you wanted. This is not the president you want. This is not the mayor you want. They're not allowing you to live supposedly the way you want to live. So the fight is with the government. The fight is not with your neighbor. Like you, you, yeah. you're going to, you understand what I'm saying? So I just, I don't know what people are thinking. I don't know what people are feeling unless the definition has changed somewhere. I don't know. But then again, when you get into the place where you want to tear shit up, you're, who are you going to fight with? The police? The truth. Well, you know the the veterans that you you your beloved veterans because you know you're a veteran and you're so American. Traditionally, so, we're not. Right. It's all just doesn't. It's all just ridiculous to me. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, a president is only allowed to run two terms. So what happens? Mm-hmm. Just say if Trump wins. I was telling my son this last night. If he wins four more years, you'll never see him again. And that's how I felt about Bush, both of them. So exactly how I feel right now about Trump is exactly how I felt about those two men. Because those and Reagan, <laughs> you know how much how I feel about that man. God rest his Reagan soul. is the worst. Why did God you rest soul never hell. bring that up? Right, God rest his soul in hell. But that's those are the presidents in my lifetime. So I felt and feel the same exact way I felt about them as I feel about this man here. But one thing's for sure is if he wins, he got four more years and he can never run again. What are his supporters going to do then? Like, I'm do they ask- understand that it's just a job? And you're I'm not ask- guaranteed to run two terms? Like, somebody else can have the job. And I'm ask- he gets a second term 
and he's the president again for four more years are you what are you going to do then are you going to cry and and say civil war then too he's not going to be allowed to run an additional term so what are you going to do then you're going to be okay then then it'll be all right what i don't understand they're going to cry do you think and you guys think both sides are pushing fear I, but I and I and you know what's funny? I don't think any side is pushing fear. I just think one is justifying the fear, and the other one isn't addressing the fear. Mm. I don't think that Biden is saying you should be afraid. I think he's only saying, "I would never be like him, and I would never do the things that he he's done." Let's bring America to a different place. While Trump is saying. Nothing's go bad going on. These are good people. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everything he's saying and do, and I think when people are describing these things, they're not using the correct verbiage either. Oh, he's pushing fear. He's pushing fear. He's pushing fear. He really isn't. It's all a mind game. It's the words that he's using. It's the things that he's saying. He hasn't said anything about allowing anybody to do anything to anyone. He's literally just not denouncing it. The people who are pushing the fear are your neighbors, are the people that live around you. These people that are riding up and down, you know, this one mile radius on the major highway here, and the po- and it was a rally one town over. The police know this, and they're not saying anything. So, when you think of the FBI and police and all of the things that they are able to hear and listen to, and they're privy to, and they have all of this. Um, first-hand knowledge of, you know, I think they're very aware of the things that are going on in the communities and the things that these particular citizens are saying, and they're the ones that are not doing anything. Or maybe they are. Maybe they have a plan and we just don't know about it. This could be why all of these stores are boarding up. And I yeah, they just need a little boarding up. Right, and I learned that from the company that I was just at. When the uh, COVID-19 got to a particular place, they certain certain companies jobs depending on what your the nature of your uh, uh, your place of business is you were given information that other people did not have uh-huh. so there were lots of things that i knew and i was aware of and i was able to prepare to a certain degree because of the nature of the work my company did so here you have these businesses that are boarding up and then i noticed they're boarding up in a way that the, the that's different from when they were boarding up with the so-called um, riots and demonstrations. They're boarding up differently. They're boarding up so you can't climb up or pull down. You, you should see the technique. They're getting information from somewhere. So if these people have this, this knowledge, I feel like they're not telling you as a citizen that they are go- that they're preparing for something in particular. Of course, the news knows because the news is paying attention. You know, they see the boards and stuff that's going up. Right. So, you know, I, I'm not con- particularly concerned about a civil war from a s- civilian, like, you know, as a citizen's perspective, like, I don't feel like somebody's going to come into my house and do something to me, you know, but I do feel as though you need to, you might need to stay away from certain places and certain areas because that's where they're going to be, you know, protesting yes. or, or voicing their opinions. It's funny. Whatever. It's funny because I actually live in an area where, um, you see those the big trucks and the flags. You see them all day, every day. And like I always say, some people don't mess with you. You don't even notice them. I mean, it's, they go about their everyday life. I mean, but I'm quite sure 
living in uh, the inner cities or even any city in North Jersey, when you see it, it takes you back a minute because you'd be like, I've never seen that before. I've never, I've never seen that. Se- There's about eight flags on it, just American flags, Trump, Pence flags. You'd be like, what the hell? Right. But it's real common in the area I live in. Right. Once they started the Black Lives Matter a few years ago, I would notice, um, and well, once they started Police Lives Matter, I noticed the large trucks with the large flags. And they would just have those black flags up and they would ride in my area. And I'm talking about large, as big as a garage door. And they would ride around in my area. Lately, you know, anytime there's a Trump rally, there's 20 of them. And they just circle within a mile in the same space, like in the most, one of the most busiest spaces here because we have like retail stores and stuff. So I didn't even notice that that many people had those trucks. So I don't know if they're from the area or, and I mean, I take this major, I take this major highway every day, all day to do everything because that's where I have to go work, back and forth, whatever. So I'm thinking to myself, do they even live in the area or are they, did they come up as reinforcement? Who knows? Either way, I'm not losing a sleep over any of that stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because if if a person want to do some history about the state of New Jersey, you'll understand during the times of the Underground Railroad, we couldn't come up north. Mm-hmm. They had to go through Longside, New Jersey, and then go through Philadelphia mm-hmm. and come all the way around the long, long way. They couldn't come up through these counties up to Middlesex, the Union, the Essex counties during the uh, times of the Underground Railroad. So do a little research on it. It really, really mucks somebody up in the chat that don't understand the history of uh, New Jersey and what goes on. Yeah, I want to ask you guys about this clip. This is a clip from 2010. And I'm going to ask y'all, do you guys think this clip still applies? America, one thing about America, they love to talk about stuff. They said, let's talk about it. You talk about it, you get it out, you get it out. But when it comes to the black, enslaved and black people, they say, shut up, be quiet. Don't talk about it because blacks, we are America's dirty little secret, as, as Dr. Claude Anderson said. And America don't want to deal with the whole question of the reparation, repairing the damage. Here we have a black president. We have Congressman Conyers, who's over the Judiciary Committee. And we can't even get H.R. 40 out just for a study of slavery. Something is wrong with that. When we talk about unemployment, Dr. Mavo, there's a reason why black unemployment, other than racism and systematically what they've done to us, is so high. It's because the government and black people hire more black people than anybody. If you don't have businesses, you can't hire black people. When you look at our community, our communities are being gentrified, people are being spread out all over the place to keep moving. But you be quiet. You don't talk about the fact that your, your schools, uh, in, this, in the city of Chicago, they, go, they gave the Latino community $98 million to build a school. They closed black schools in the city of Chicago. But don't talk about it. The President of the United States have a Department of Education for Hispanics. We need a Department of Education for black people too. I'm not knocking them. And he has someone over that. When he talks about urban affairs, when most of your urban cities, Detroit, Gary, Chicago, Ohio, Philadelphia, are black people, he put a Latina, Hispanic over that, never even put a black 
just to balance that off. Do we not supposed to talk about that? Now, I don't get mad about the Tea Party. They doing what they're supposed to do. We supposed to do what we supposed to do. Let's talk about it in love. In love, in love. With the moral authority. Everybody, everybody say in love. In say it love. again. One more again. Go on, Sister Dorothy. Now we lose that moral authority, Reverend Jackson. You know, we both come from Dr. King. Dr. King brought me to Chicago. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, grew up in the struggle. I don't understand. I don't get to be 62 years old with scars on my body from being on, on, on Edmund Pettus Bridge fighting for the rights of black folks and be quiet when black folks are being oppressed today. Oh. No way. Dr. King. Now, I asked you guys that because during that, during that, that Tavis Smiley used to always hold this event. And they were they were trying to hold um, President Obama accountable. A lot of a lot of black people got upset. Like, why would they do that? They was tearing him down. Actually, they wasn't tearing him down. They were just holding him accountable as the president of the United States. Why, why do you think there's so much pushback when black people try to stand up for black people's issues? Okay. So first of all. Um, I just, anytime I see Farrah, first of all, Cornell West, if he don't sit, he gets on my nerves. And and I say that, and then I and then they, the camera pans over to Farrah Khan, who sits with so much poise and respect and can sit still. Oh my God. I, you know what? I'm always so impressed by his discipline and self-control. Anyway. I don't know what the problem is. And I see it all the time for the littlest things. You it's something and I don't think it's all I don't think it's all black people. I just think that there's a select group. I think there's just a select few. And you can't never say anything ever that's that is a complaint or discuss anything that's not 100% positive. Because when you talk about those things and you say those things, it always makes people, it always is a reflection of how I think people feel about themselves. And then they project that insecurity on you and then say to you, well, you're bringing them down or you know, you're not being supportive. And you think to yourself, if I'm discussing something that's broken or wrong or needs to be fixed, how dare you look at me and tell me that I'm complaining, that I'm miserable, that I'm not being supportive, that I don't like black men, or I don't care about black children, or anything of the sort. And you can hear all of the things that I'm saying that are absolutely justified. And it doesn't mean that it's everybody, but what I'm telling you is it's justified. The woman said, it is perfectly okay that Latinos and Hispanics have 
an organization that reigns over their particular schools and their children to make sure that they're learning and getting ahead. That is fantastic. But we need ours. And what I, but the problem that I have with that statement is she shouldn't have had to say all of that. She should have been able to say that the system is broken for us. The system is broken for our children. They have never given our us our our um our what we all what we all, what we deserve and what we are owed, and that our children are failing in school. They're closing our schools without somebody else then standing up and saying tell or telling her that she's being negative. You had a president, a, a president who was in the position to do a lot, and he put his wife in charge of the diets of black children and children in general in school and diet is a really big problem half the kids in school are not eating because they can't afford to pay for school lunch and then the other children are not getting a decent lunch so that is an issue but also it was is an issue is where they're learning how they're learning and the environment they're learning in and that's not all of our children because a lot of our children are doing extremely well in school but then there are kids who need it so how come there's no foundational support for these children i don't understand that when somebody is telling you that something is broken and needs to be fixed why do you have to tell them that they're not being supportive and that they're that they're bringing down somebody else how me wanting to fix something that needs to be fixed is bringing down somebody else how if i want to fix relationships and and fix understandings and fixing things that are broken you don't want to fix that all you hear is how it makes you feel as an individual and not how it is making and, and affecting women and children and small boys and girls. I don't understand what you hear. This is why I tell people all the time, you have to be very, very careful of who you talk to and who you allow in your space when you are trying to teach somebody something. And when you are trying to teach and show and give, exp- and, and I'm not even talking about professor in in teaching i'm not talking about somebody that has a a doctorate or or a degree like these people at at a table i'm talking about genuinely having somebody in your space that cares enough about what you're saying and how you feel and they're saying you know what let's try this or let's or you know what talk tell me exactly what's going on in your life let's talk let's have a conversation around it versus and then and then i'm giving you real i'm and i and i love and i love to care about you that i'm giving you advice that I'm trying to trying to just have dialogue no matter how bad it may sound. How is that me bringing down a person, a group, a gender? I, I don't, you, you have to be careful who's in the room when you're having those types of conversations that are that transparent. Because that woman was super, she was super, super passionate. She never raised her voice, but she was being transparent as hell. Now, could you imagine if there was one person at the table that, that, that said, I mean, he's trying the best he can. You know, you're a black woman. You bring it down the black. Could you imagine if there was one person at the table that that just flipped and and got a couple of other people like, well, maybe she is bringing down the other people. And then you had another jackass that was agreeing with this jackass. And he's straight up telling you, you know, you're, you're being negative. You know, you think you know everything. You know, nobody really listens to you. Only people that listen to you are the miserable black people that don't go to good schools. Okay, but these people are miserable because of the schools they go to and they need good schools. So let's have the dialogue. And if you don't want to have the dialogue, get the fuck out the room. 
we have to start telling people who have who who think that you're bringing down an entire race or person or gender when you're trying to fix something you have to ask them to to, to, to leave the room you you gotta go you gotta leave because we're trying to fix something to build something so you gotta leave one of the uh Keisha before I ask you about the, the clip one of the things that she brought up in the clip was um HR 40 HR 40 is the act the uh the bill for study on reparations that was started by the late John Conyers of Detroit. HR 40 presently still needs some revision, but HR 40 for those in the chat sits at Sheila Lee's desk as we speak. She has been dragging her feet with this bill for the last three years that has been sitting at her desk. Recently, Ice Cube actually tweeted her that he's ready to sit down with her about some stuff and she responded to him on a clout chasing move because a lot of people tweet her and she don't respond. So anybody that uh, is into writing their representative congresswoman people, HR 40, the bill for reparations, is sitting in Sheila Lee's death as we speak. Governor Newsom of California just signed a bill in regards to reparations about three weeks ago. Uh, some people that I know was influential with getting the bill signed where they're going to have a, a a specific study for descendants of slaves, uh, descendants of slaves in regards to reparations. Keisha, what about you with the clip? Oh, I mean, I thought she was awesome. But what I will say is, unlike Shakita, I do understand the notion of not wanting to. Um, so I'll just say this, Bill Cosby. I don't like Bill Cosby because I felt like he was talking down to us in public spaces, right? I don't, I didn't so, like I, so I I understand the concept, but then on the reverse, when you hear, um, when in regards to Obama, well, he wasn't the president for black people. That makes me feel like, why can't I voice my displeasure? Because if I'm not happy with the things he's saying or doing, I have the right, just like anyone else, to say whatever my problem is with Obama. And I, and I don't think he did enough. I don't think he went far enough. I mean, I think he had some obstacles, but I think it's ridiculous for us to say um, as black people, uh, well, he didn't promise us anything. On the strength that he was a black president, our understanding was that he was gonna um, have our back just the same that, who was the one that was a um, gay that was running? He had a whole LGBT agenda. Elizabeth Warren had a whole agenda for women. So why, wouldn't, why was it foreign for us to expect Obama to do things that would benefit us black people, foundational black people specifically? Um, you know, so I, I did struggle. I was a little mad at Tavis Smiley, um, but I had to grow. I had to grow in that. Like, um, on the one hand, you can't say I'm not the black people president but then think that we supposed to be so protective of you when we're not we're not getting anything 
So that's my feeling on that clip. But I thought she was awesome. I thought she proves my point that it is an agenda. It's, it's the same agenda that it's been. This is, you know, we're, we're, our expectation is the same thing that we've been expecting for centuries. Um, and as far as the HR 40, how long has that been around? We talking about, we talking about, we talking about in the eighties, John Conyers was, was, that was one of the first things John Conyers fought for. That's, that's almost my whole life. So, um, we have to stop with, we don't have a black agenda. If you don't know what the black agenda is, to say that you don't know. We have to say that we don't have an agenda. We're not asking for stuff. We're not this, we're not that. Now remember, our dear sister Julianne Malvo mentioned A. Philip Randolph. Man, that was long time ago. And the cry was jobs and justice in the march on washington in 1963 the cry was jobs and justice in the 20 year anniversary of the march on washington the cry was jobs and justice we are now in 2010 and what is the cry? Jobs and justice. Well, wait a minute. How long are you going to sit around begging white people to do for us what we have the power to do for ourselves? I just, I just, Keisha, I, 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 Keisha, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to be rude, Keisha, I right there. But I, I wanted to, to, I wanted to play that again because, in the minutia of all the BS that goes on in all these years, um, there, like you said, there has always been a black agenda, from the days of, uh, the first Civil Rights Act, there's always been the forty acres in the mill, it has always been, um people fighting for reparations for, for black people because reparations even if even if you don't know anything about the English language it is to repair something that is broken it is to fix that the only way that we're going to um, be reconciled and the wealth gap is ever going to change is through peer reparations people can sit around and say they don't got money well, they pulled up some money for the stimulus, the first one, and they pulled out. They're about to pull out some money for the next stimulus. And I'm not saying the country don't need the stimulus. However, we gotta understand whenever it comes for black people to get reparations in this country, it's always a how, why, when, instead of just getting it done. Um, Bigger than that, I think we have to understand that why do we set the bar so low? Um, 
if if you if they're passing all these agendas um, specifically for people, why is our agenda always um, it's it's written out in a way that it's for everybody instead of specifically? This is specific. Like that's my problem. Like I want something that's specific for Black people. But this is what I mean. And. But this is what I mean. If you do not, if you don't have a seat at the table because concerned, you have to remove yourself from the table. If you're ask, if you're still asking, I don't know how old some of these people are, but if you're still asking, um, why do they need to have a black agenda? If you're still voting for presidents and, and behaving as if you need nothing you you have to remove yourself from the table if me asking a politician I don't care what color he is for a black agenda if that bothers you you have to remove yourself from the table because you are interfering and in the way of people who care and we're talking that video was from 2010 and we're saying that this has been going Martin Luther King had presidents on speed dial for the black agenda whether he whether they liked him or not, he wasn't afraid to ask for what he wanted, and he wasn't afraid to boycott and do what he needed to do to to get what he wanted. So you know, you 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 have to ask. But if you don't if you don't want to sit here at the table, stop discouraging other people who do who want to have those hard conversations, who want to have those difficult who want to have those difficult conversations, who want to answer difficult questions, who are transparent and want to talk things out and try to figure things out. If you don't want to sit at this table, you have to remove yourself. Leave. Or listen. Maybe you'll learn something. Listen. Maybe just be quiet and just listen and watch the dialogue. You know, everybody, most people who who have discussions about politics are not arguing. You know, the most people who are having discussions about religion and are passionate about things, they're not having an argument. You know, they know how to keep things, keep the issues on the table and discuss the issues. That's it. Keisha. Yes. What What are you doing? Uh, I sent you a text. I was I was I sent you a text. I will tell you. I wasn't talking to you. I was messing with Shakita about something. But any But anyway, it's one of the. Um, oh, I like read I, that already. Uh, excuse me. I, excuse me, everybody that's watching. I, I'm a little distracted by something. But one of the things that um that like we we're addressing is. Why do we? Why do people get so much pushback when you ask those questions like, "Yo, what you get for your vote? What do you mean you get for my vote?" You know, I, I asked a question yesterday in reference to why is this election more important than any other election in my lifetime? And I hate to tell people, this is the only election that um that I've ever seen where we're not at war. Oh, we going to war Biden is president. I, I, I'm trying to understand, like, you know, what makes us different? What makes this election different? And the people, a lot of people said issues. I understand issues. I understand Medicare. I understand Social Security. I, I get all that. Um, but one of the things that I want people to understand, and, and I'm not, you know, trying to tell people nothing that they don't know, but at one time, this country didn't have Social Security. Social Security is only 100 years old. I mean, it was a time where 
up until 1913, you didn't have a, a bunch of social programs. So I'm not, you're going to have to use a little bit more to get me to understand why this election supposed to be the, you know, the biggest election in my lifetime, because I know that 2008, um, I was told the same thing in 92. I was told the same thing in 96 to reelect president Clinton. I was told the same thing in 2000 when Al Gore got robbed. I was told the same thing. Um, when Trump won four years ago, who, by the way, he didn't win the popular vote. So I want people to understand that he never won the popular vote. He won by the electoral college. Uh, I was told the same thing. So, you know, what's going to be a different thing now? Because actually, if he wins those battleground states, he'll probably win again. So my thing is, we got to stop, uh, you know, having, as, as, as Shakita said, it may not be coming from the candidates with the fear, but we got to stop perpetuating the fear. Like, people just be like, you know, what you scared of? I'm not worried about nobody tearing up no building. Tear it up. It ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm going to go to work. And if I ain't got to go to work, I'm going to sit in the house. I'm going to play on YouTube. I'm going to watch TV and do what I do. If, if people want to tear stuff up and they think that's what's going to help them do what they're going to do, the only thing they're going to do is go to jail. And that's it. So if that's what they want to do because their, their person didn't win office, go right ahead. But you know what bothers me the most about all of that is all of the fear that people are putting in themselves and the people around them online and different things like that. You didn't even put that much energy into, you know, it's almost like they're voting just to vote. They're picking anyone other than Trump, which is Biden and Kamala. But you don't care about anything else. Like, I don't want to have those types of conversations with people. Like, I, a friend of mine was telling me how she went out with a man, a black man, who is voting for Trump, and he's a Trump supporter. And she is not. And, you know, she works directly into the, directly into the community. She's, um, and, you know, she sees and knows things and he does too, because he works for his community as well. And his interpretation of why he wants to vote for Trump and her, why she would never vote for Trump, they were able to actually have dialogue. You, you understand what I'm saying? This was the first, she didn't know from a can of paint. They just happened to go out. He asked her out. She gets there. Boom. This man is a Trump supporter. He's voting for Trump. That did not mean that he was evil. He was a sellout. He don't care about nothing. He had every right to discuss and talk about and feel the way he feels and do what he wants to do. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? But at least he knows why. At least he has those feelings. And she said he made some really, really good valid points. And she said, and you know, those were things that she wasn't able to hear from other people because she got a lot of, you know, if you say anything against Biden and Kamala, you are, you know, bringing down your own people and you're doing this and you're doing that. The people who are saying this don't even really care about the real issues to me, the ones that I've learned to. I don't, I don't, they don't, the, you, you talk about some y'all look back at the crime bill. They don't care. They don't care about what he will make, he will, he will, what he will do, what he won't do. They don't care. They just want him in office. And I feel like it, uh, there's a group that felt the same way about Obama. They could have cared the, less most, if he had a black the, agenda. They the, just wanted the, a black man as a president. 
some of them complained about the crime bill and they weren't even off the porch. But I ain't going to talk about that, though. I, I mean, even right. But even me and my son, we had a whole conversation earlier about um, I was saying, you know, um, he mentioned the crime bill. And I said, well, a lot of people have been a lot of people are, were being released. Um, you know, I know this and my son knows this because I have family members that work in Washington, D.C. And there are special programs that have been put in place for people who are going to be released from prison. So they have this whole new system for um, parole. So they're going to be doing parole a lot different than they used to because the people that are going to let out of prison is going to be um, it's going to be more of them. And it's going to be different because remember, their crimes are not violent. They're in for other things. So it's not going to be the same system. So they've been trying for, and this is since um, uh, right before, it's either right when he became president or right before he became president, all of this releasing from prison was going to happen, right? So my son goes, I don't know how comfortable I am with people being released from prison. Mm. And I had to remind him, now remind you, he is thinking of it from a different perspective because of the types of people that he's talking to and he's having dialogue with. This is why it's so important that when you're discussing issues, politics or whatever, you have to leave it at that. You can't get personal and start talking about people because now you drifted off to the left and you're not going to get any real work done. And I told him, I said, you know, it's the types of people you're talking to. Always be open to talk to people who have a different opinion without personally attacking them. Right. I said, so I'm not going to call you names or tell you you young or you don't know no better. I'm just going to give you a little bit of education. You have to remember these people are in jail or in prison for nonviolent crimes. And you cannot have people in prison for something that is going to be legal. You just filled out the little ballot to make it legal to have marijuana to be legal. You can't have people in prison for something that you're going to be able to walk or drive to the dispensary on Route 22 and pick up your your weekly dosage you can't do that you have to let these people out and the people that are profiting and making the most money don't look like you and i said and it's not fair i said you also have to remember that there are people in jail who are in prison who died in prison i said i said you had your entire the way they pump drugs into our communities after in in the middle of the aids epidemic and made it seem like the only people that were getting AIDS were people who were black that were shooting up and their children you were finding literally dead women and babies in, in houses, in crack houses, and AIDS babies and crack. Do you understand what I'm saying? I said, so but we're talking about after they pump drugs. So how, and now you can go pick up needles from your local needle spot. They but it's a, not for they give, us. They give out Narcan. They give out Narcan at the police station. This is what I'm. T- so I said, think about that, especially when you're having conversations with people. So when you vote on your card to legalize marijuana, you also have to remember that there's so much work to be done that people need to be let out of prison, but there also needs to be not just reparations for descendants of sla- of um, uh, uh, slaves, but there needs to be some form of reparations for people whose lives were sacrificed because they didn't care enough about you as a people to make sure that you did not fall victim of these different drug epidemics that happened because of your government. Hey Keisha, yeah. let me let me ask you because I know we um me and Shakita haven't really talked about it but she just brought it up in reference to the fair step the first step act um 
where Trump signed it, like within within like a year or so after he got in office, and it was it was one of the biggest bipartisan bills that mm-hmm. was signed in a very long time. So I, him, him as a president, he could have vetoed it. He signed it. I want I want everybody to understand it. It was not a Republican bill. It was not a Democratic bill. It was very it was bipartisan. A lot of people from both sides of the aisle. Do you, Keisha, we always talk about this, like one of the problems is people don't want to work. Our elected officials always seem to be so stubborn. And in our uh, plight or whatever, they never want to work on both sides of the aisle. I had, um, I remember when Trump first got in office, after that, after the first step back, people got mad at Vance Jones because he was part of it. They was calling him sellouts, all types of stuff. <laughs> That's what people do. And they were saying that Nancy um, Pelosi, who is the third um, most powerful person in the country, she basically told the Democrats, don't work with Trump. I have an issue with that. That's what I want to talk about. Do you think that's one of our biggest issues as people? Yes, I mean, to have balance. You need people with different ideologies. So we don't spend too much money. We don't be in too many wars. We don't this and we don't that. But the notion, you know how many people went, that you work with that you don't like, but you're going to work with them to get the job done? So we elect these people to have our best interest. And her way of having our best interest is I'm not going to work with them. I mean, I... That's just as wrong as when the people didn't want to work with Obama. Like, what are we, what, who does that benefit? That doesn't benefit anybody. Um, I don't know. I have a problem with that. I'm not a big Kim Kardashian fan at all. Kim Kardashian is not like Kanye. Kim Kardashian is a Democrat. But if she feels like that she's going to work with Donald Trump to get those people out of jail, that probably shouldn't be there and they probably look like me or my aunt to my uncles. I'm not mad at Kim Kardashian. I can't stand Steve Harvey. I wasn't mad when he went and talked to Donald Trump because I know that he does work hard to take care of the people in his area, especially young boys. Even though I detest him as a person, I know that these are things that he does I have a problem that we walk around talking about oh they're Uncle Tom they're Sambo they're the C word they all these different things because you're trying to work together with someone who thinks opposite of you like the way that our government is structured and set up is always going to be people who think opposite of you that the purpose is to work together and to do something that benefits all the people so I don't know you know I'm sick of another I'm going to talk about the Democrats again y'all so democratic and Nancy Pelosi said I'm not giving y'all shit because I don't want Donald Trump to look good but it's over a hundred thousand people in New York going to the food bank. Right. People like she's telling you that she don't give a shit about you. And um, y'all like, oh, Nancy is bad. No, I I, I don't know. I'm so lost and confused. The oh, only oh. the 
Go ahead, Kita, I got sorry. a question for you. And I say I say this especially for Kita because um oh, what, what a lot what a lot of a lot of people don't know is Shakita is the one that twisted my arm about five years ago to get on this Bernie Sanders bandwagon. And she's really? the one that, she's the one that got me to uh look into Bernie Sanders and okay. see how he got hijacked for the president twice. But we we already talked about that. But Shakita, I got a question for you. Mm. Auntie Maxine said she will never forgive black men if they vote for Trump. <laughs> and you know, I love, 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 love Maxine. And I purposely, I, really, asked you that to, I purposely asked you that because I know you how you feel about it. But I feel like, you know, I'm I, okay. So when Keisha said she wasn't mad at Steve Harvey, I had an issue with Steve Harvey because Trump wasn't president. The reason why I don't have an issue with Ice Cube is because Trump is president. And oh, I, I thought he was though, president when they met. It was it, was, it was in transition. It was, yes, it was oh, like okay. so early on. And remember, they was all going up to meet him right before he became president. And the, the plot's on and, the kiss the ring. Right. So I had I had issues with that because I felt like they were just going to talk to see if he was a good guy. You know, they were like, well, he's going to be president. Let me see if he's a good guy. Let me, you know, I've met him a couple of times. He's a good guy. And all these things that people are saying about him, I don't like it. Let me go see if he's a good guy. And if he turns out to be a good guy, then I'm going to go back to my people and tell him he's all right and don't be upset. Here we have Ice Cube who is saying this is the current president and 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 you need to make things happen. I was talking today about how there have been presidents all throughout history that right at the end of their terms, they'll push anything through because they leaving and they don't care. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is come in, all you gotta do is come in, ask for something and make it sound good enough and he in a good mood, they'll sign off on it and give it to you, right? So people are like, well, Trump's not going to do anything, but you're not even asking. So what happens? Now I said this today. I said, now I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but just say, since Maxine's so mad, but just say, Trump say, well, you know what? I'm going to give every black household a brand new house, pay for college, write off y'all student loans. That's just going to be the start of reparation, but that's what I'm going to give you right now. And he signs it off and does it. Because why? He don't care. Just say he did it. Y'all not going to take it? I'm taking he leaving. it. He leaving. Y'all not going to take it? So any other president that comes in, right? And you ask him for something and he actually gives it to you. We're not, it, it, you know, it's, again, this is the current, these, I'm talking about the current president of the United States, whomever that is, because they've all been racist, right? And then if they weren't racist, they ain't do enough. And then the ones that was trying to do enough, they they shot, they blew their heads off, right? So let if your current president gives you something, don't take it then. But you have to ask your current president. So here Maxine is saying, I'm gonna be mad at black men for not voting, for voting for Trump. You can't tell people what to do. And and that's just as as old as I've gotten. I'm not here arguing with first of all I asked we asked black people not to watch football 
Couldn't do it. We asked you not to watch football. Y'all couldn't wait to watch. You still watch. I've had men be like, you don't like football? No. Why you don't watch football? I stopped watching. When? Back when such and such happened. Oh. I, 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 on everything I love, I look at men funny to this day that stop doing everything they're doing. They stop being around their women. They stop being around their kids. They can't function, can't do nothing because they got to be sitting in front of the TV watching football. I look at every last single one of y'all funny. <laughs> I don't want to go nowhere with y'all. I don't, I, I, it, it rubs me completely the wrong way. It makes me so goddamn uncomfortable. And you have the audacity to look at some black men and say, well, I can't believe you voting for Trump. If it's anything, if, if your views and your reasons, and again, I've been having open dialogue with people for their reasons. If the reasons make sense, and I look at you and I'd be like, I can't argue with that. I can't uh -oh. argue with that. I see how you feel. How can I still be mad if that's how you feel? And we're talking about presidents of the United States. And I'm telling, and everyone that I've looked at have been, you know, they've all done something. But if your reasons are, the crime bill and different things like that that he's done and 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 the, and and the money to the HSBC if all of those things are reasons why you want to vote for him who I can only argue my points while I wouldn't but I'm not going to blame you anymore I can't I can't blame that group now if you said you voting for him and your reasons are just dumb cuz you worried mm -hmm. about paying more taxes when you're not even in the tax bracket to pay more taxes then I'm <laughs> then I think you're stupid you know what I mean? But other people, I can't I can't judge you and personally attack you for wanting to vote for him because maybe you have reasons and I don't want to have them kind of conversations with people. But I Maxine, think, she... I think that Auntie Maxine, um, with all due respect, I don't like to say Auntie about nobody, but I think she was really out of line. Um, I think that one of the things that um, Maxine Waters got known for was to... Uh, to hold hearings with the CIA, with Freeway Ricky Ross. That's one of her, her claims to fame. But with all due respect, Maxine Waters, what have you done? What piece of legislation? I was just about to say that, but I strike that juice. See, because I, 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 I don't have a problem. Because everybody could go on C-SPAN and look up government.org and see people's voting records. But I want to know what piece of legislation that has Maxine Waters written that has benefited black men. That's why I have to shut my mouth. I like her. There's things about her that I like. But if she doesn't do anything to benefit for the benefit the very same men that she wants to blame for voting for Trump, then how do I defend you? Because black men are more important to me than you so again just like black men and black people are more important to me than obama i i, I mean the list and, can go and, on and, 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 so and, and, when black people look at me like i'm crazy and say well you wasn't i'm i just tell them, you know i really wasn't a fan of obama i don't i mean i like to watch him play basketball and sing marvin gay but i wasn't a huge fan of Obama or his wife. I think they're a beautiful couple, but I don't want to read her book. I mean, so I'm much sure so she's that. a great person, but my loyalty lies to my people and not this these people. So much so that Maxine Waters, you know, since she opened it, since she opened up Pandora's box with the statement, 
because I try not to say anything publicly about them people unless they start. So she opened it up and, you know, y'all could just be like, well, this is a guy with a show. Tim Scott had something very, very valuable. Tim Scott just happens to be the third senator. There's only three black senators. Senator Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, and Tim Scott. Tim Scott just happened to be Republican. Maxine Waters did not support his bills because of politics. Something that was tangible and would have benefited black men. He had a, a prison reform bill that he had on the floor. So, I'm, Maxine Waters, you're entitled to your opinion. You've, you have, uh, as they say, people have given you carte blanche to say and do what you want to do. But you personally said that you could never forgive black men for voting for Trump. But maybe they feel like the people that are voting for Trump that are black men, maybe they feel like they're voting in their best interest. And really, when you say that, you actually take what the democratic process of voting is really all about, where you're vote shamming. And it's crazy that those that people that always accuse the other side of vote shamming are the ones that's vote shamming themselves, getting mad at who, who vote for. Don't ask people who they vote for. That's their right. That's the, They could vote. Look, look I'm going to show you all something. I, st- I showed this the other day to Keisha. Keisha saw this the other day. Keisha saw this the other day. This is my ballot. <laughs> I can write jackass in there. Right there, I can write in. It says Joseph R. Biden, Kamala D. Harris, Donald J. Trump, Michael R. Pence, Jurgerson, or Cohen. And then it says, write in. I can write jackass in there, and that's my prerogative. So whoever a person chooses to vote for, that's their choice. That's their right. We shouldn't be vote shamming nobody. We shouldn't be looking at nobody talking about, I know you voted for such as No. That's none of your business who you voted for. And it's crazy that our generation is the generation where we're worried about who somebody vote for. We were taught, all of us. When our, when our parents taught us about elections was when you go in that booth, it's between you and that booth who you vote for. Now everybody want to know who, who somebody vote for. And I, I'm calling everybody out. Everybody want to take selfies talking about I voted. So? You know how many people I know have never voted a day in their life until this election? Have never grown women. Grown women. 50, never 60 year olds. Registered to men, women, I mean friends, I know people that I've I said, you what yeah, this is my and granted, this is my first election. It's the most important one. How dare you miss all the other ones? But right. we didn't want those bushes in twice. And you just rolled around in your bed and didn't give a shit. How could you not have cared that the bushes were gonna get real like you didn't care? Yeah, them bushes were something else. And, that Ronald Reagan we and then, we, and then you had Obama. You didn't even vote for the first black president. You weren't registered, and now this is the most important one ever. The nerve! This is what I'm saying. This is in the church. I'm going to say about Mexican and in the church, there's a saying, you know, babes in Christ, when you knew and then you get all self-righteous and want to tell people how they got to be in their body. Meanwhile, you've been going to church for 30 years. You you knew to this. You, you, this ain't your rodeo. This is how people I feel like are being lately. 
like it's one thing to have dialogue and be transparent and just want to talk things out and talk about certain things but it's another thing to get all self-righteous and get up in my face and be trying to you know tell me stuff Keisha I got this is all I want to say look I got a question for you Keisha you knew it was coming oh. We, okay, we gotta well, let everything. We gotta let all our election stuff out today. All our politics. What's stuff the out question? Today. The um, you really want to? Yeah. The uh, the the consequences to the women from the crime bill. Oh. <laughs> y'all sad bras. that's always talk about y'all can't find the man or he's so behind you. Or, um, you know, it's the crime bill. It's the damn crime bill. Um, they could have... And then we stuck out here with these suckers. Have something not, all, you know, not nothing. Let me, let me mute myself. Prison. Let me mute myself because I'm about to go off. Let me mute myself because I'm about to... Right. They could have something that they wasn't in prison for years and years and years. But it might have affected their driver's license. It, it, they're behind us. Due to the damn crime bill. And, and y'all really talking about um well Biden did that. That was a long time ago. And Trump's a racist. Bitch, that's why you ain't got no man. That's why you miserable. And then so the ones that got a little bit with them, right? They got a little bit with them. You know, they got all the pickets. And now they want something exotic. Uh, Puerto Ricans ain't exotic no more. Dominicans ain't exotic no more. They want something else. And y'all wondering, y'all in y'all forties in the prime of y'all life, single. The damn crime They out here ugly, looking musty. I mean, and they tell they, they, men, me I'm thinking this slim, okay? It is Listen, so if, slim. If, if I, if, if I, all jokes aside, right, y'all may think this is crazy. Now, I told y'all, y'all know, I would never, I would never vote for Biden or Harris, right? But if they win, I'm, I'm going to be writing them talking about, yo, y'all need to make full Just fill in the circle. I mean, look, Just no, fill in the to, circle. They need to make full expungements for everybody that was affected by the crime bill. Because you know, once they become, once he becomes president, I hate to say it, I know what Whip Clyburn said. Once he becomes president, we should still hold him accountable. And this is what messed me up about our people, right? When Trump became president, people started not my president. I, I take nothing from nobody with their opinion. Whoever wins will be my president. But and here's I'm going the thing: to hold the deal, right? This is the thing, right? Central Park Five. Everything Trump did was wrong. The whole shit in the newspaper, all that was wrong, right? The crime bill. We're forgiving Joe Biden for the crime bill. This is all at the same time. This is this is the person, the trash that write policies and procedures that affect us. So we're going to forgive him, but we're going to be mad at Donald Trump, who was a private citizen, who might have been um, inspired by... Joe Biden's crime bill to be the way that he is. So we're gonna hold him to the fire, but we're gonna forgive Joe Biden. I like I'm lost. I'm so lost. I'm so I mean that just doesn't it just doesn't make an ounce of damn sense to me. And I, I can't keep going back and forth with them. Um you know what's funny about 
you know what's funny about that, and I, and you know the um the ad. Because you know ad, we was wilding in the eighties and the nineties. That's the, what the, the that's what the black the, people that's thirty two years old like to say. The ad the ad in the paper was very egregious, and um he still hasn't apologized for it, and he should apologize for it if he, um. But one thing that's interesting, I always think about with the crime with um the ad right is. Most people that, like you said, most people that bring that up, and even not even to the point of the crime bill is, they'll see an article at RLS with people that they know, and they'll be like, mm, 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 he shouldn't have did it. You don't even know if that person guilty or innocent, and you talk about he, he and she shouldn't have did it. They know better. Like we do that. We're very, re, we're very reactional. Somebody gets locked up, we automatically think they're guilty. You, but, you know, so we're. But just, here's the thing. I had a, I had. Why aren't they having conversations? So Trump didn't really apologize. Biden didn't really apologize either. People keep going at him to apologize. The Congressional Do Nothing Congress, they they apologize. I think Bill Clinton apologized. Some of the black people in the in the Kente class, when they was in the Kente class, I think they apologized. Joe Biden wasn't really trying to apologize. He didn't think he did nothing wrong. Nope, so what's nope. the difference between him and Donald Trump? Apples to apples, oranges to oranges. But go ahead, Shakita. Go ahead, Keita. I was going to say that I had a almost argument with <laughs> um, a friend of my family. Okay. And she made this whole post about <laughs> how my mother, my mother shared a post about um, young black men going to jail uh, or being murdered by police or something and she said if black men stopped committing crimes they wouldn't have to go through that and I jumped in and said something and she in turn said well you don't know um, you know what I've been through and the things that I've had to deal with with my family and the men in my family and I said something to her again, basically to the fact that, you know, these are, you know, black men and no matter what they did, they didn't deserve to die. Like be literally being out in the street, that's not judge and jury. Those are police officers, like having this whole conversation with her. Well, here now, Miss Thing <laughs> is the biggest Joe and Kamala supporter in the world, which is fine. But you don't know how bad I want to ask her and really sit down and have conversations with her about how she feels about because I have hella issues with Trump and the way he did those young black boys. And I feel as though they should need the heat needs. He owes them some money and he owes them a full page um, apology. Mm -hmm. And I will never forgive him until he does it. But then I agree. Right. But then I remember the climate of that time. And I remember being young and being afraid for my own father, hating that my father would leave the house and hating that my father was out doing things because I was so afraid that something would happen to him. And he worked every day. He, you know, he was a working man. So it wasn't like he was out in the street, but I was afraid for, for him because of the things that I saw on television. Then you have this man, Joe Biden, and the different things that he was involved in. And, Hillary and all of them and I've always once they became presidents and getting involved in politics more and seeing her and she wanted to be the president of the United States none of that stuff set right with me and and you know having other black people tell me that I was wrong for feeling that way 
because we need to get the other one out or we can't let the other one be president. And I remember all of those feelings and all those feelings that I had, like how I'm not comfortable with neither Trump nor Biden. I had my issues with the both of them. But when we're talking about voting for the lesser of two evils, I can't even open up my mouth and say that. But I do have to vote for the one who has my best interests. But one is a current president now that you can ask something for. You can demand that he does something. Whether he wants to do it or not, he's still in the position to do it. So that's who you would ask. Mm-hmm. I, I can't ask somebody who is not. And even when and. But then I can empathize with Joe a little bit because when Trump was digging in his ass during the um, presidential debate and he was like, you did, you had all these years in Congress, you did nothing. Like he was coming for him. And I was like, well, Lord, oh God. But in Joe's, I was like, Lord Jesus. But in Joe's defense, um, he was like, you know, I wasn't president. And I was like, woo, like I was a bit hollering because it's true. Obama was president. And what Trump has said, what Trump said was, y'all, you, he kept telling Joe, you had all this time to do all of this stuff, and you did nothing. And Joe was like, all right. He said, and when you was vice president, you did nothing. Who built the when, cages, Joe? And what that right. But when Joe said I wasn't the president, that also struck a nerve with me. So here we are again, repeating another freaking cycle. You know, y'all y'all think that the best thing next to Slice Bragg became president had two terms. And then here we are with the so-called devil. You, you, do you understand what I'm saying? And when you you got the so-called devil now. And then now you now you're telling me that here comes Joe. Like it'll what did all, he do during his vice presidency? It'll, Hang it'll, out it'll and smile be, behind wait, It'll all be all right in 18 months when Kamala take over and then her, wait, her, her and Nancy wait. be president and vice president. Listen. So those so Joe said, my younger son said that. My younger son was like, what if he dies and she becomes president? And I was Kam- like, oh, that's Lord, the setup. Kamala and Nancy running the show. But here's my thing. Him saying he wasn't president. Now, key to listen to that. The rest of our dumb black asses is like, I'm voting for Kamala. She's not going to be the president. They don't uh, even have the same she's agenda. Keisha, she's going to be Keisha. back there smiling too. Listen, and that is the funniest thing, right? <laughs> like, when I was watching the vice, the vice president of the debate, and, you know, the, everybody made incident about the fly and all that. The funniest thing about the vice president debate is Kamala Harris and Mike Pence don't even agree with their their running mate. First like, of all, Kamala Harris should probably be with Trump, and Mike Pence, the KKK member, should probably be with Biden. But you know, Alleged- I ain't saying no more because I'm Alleged- gonna be in trouble tomorrow. <laughs> in this in this Facebook group, I'm gonna be in trouble tomorrow. But uh, Biden, yeah, y'all don't. I mean, we don't know history at all. A poor white man is the worst for us. They burned down every damn thing. They well, burned. They burned down all our cities. Well, Senator Senator Harris did come to Pennsylvania today. She came through the hood. She came through the hood. Joe still ain't been through his hood, but I don't know what that's all about. I don't know why he never went back home. He was on the outskirts, but she spent some time in his backyard today. That's good. She should. You know, um, but I can't like, wait like till it's over. Said, Maybe this time it, next week it's over. It'll be, 
yeah, maybe next week, but um, I don't think it's going to be nothing crazy. You might see a couple little things that the news going to sensationalize and say people cutting up, but the only thing that's going to happen is they going to jail. I know that they showed that um, some Ooh, why, did they break, why did they do the parkway? What was that about? And they need to leave them out there by themselves. I told my son that today. If those people spill out into the street, Every all every, the only people they need to be outside is Trump supporters. Leave their asses outside by yeah. themselves because I'm, they get so riled up when they see you. So leave them outside by themselves. Let them be mad all by themselves, just them and just the police, and stay y'all asses in the house. Because if this if if he don't win and they spill out into the street, who they gonna fuss and go back and forth with each other? Just leave them out there and let the each police other and the police. What you gonna I'm, go outside for? Yeah, I'm, just I'm you that, you want so sit home. They made it. They made a thing about the thing in Texas where they um, surrounded the quote unquote Biden Kamala but the the, the bus. And the only thing I gotta say is, if anybody watched that and thought Biden or Kamala Harris was on that bus, you're dumb. Yeah. Because if you know anything about the Secret Service, you're not going near these people yeah, right about that. You know. Yeah. No. Even not. though Biden has had the Secret Service with him for the last ten years, twelve years. All his, for the rest of his life, whether he wins or not, Secret Service is going to be watching him. So, like, and they're targeting their own. Like, we they're targeting be, young white exactly. children, young white girls, and young white. Boys. They're targeting their own. It's and not and, and not just their own, but these are young kids. Y'all got it. They have to stay away from them and stay in the house because these people are just irrational and overly emotional. Oh, because. They don't even have any issues that they're asking for. They're not asking for anything. They have no agenda. None. They just like the fact that that white man is sitting, you know, in the White House. White people they believe in anarchy. It, it yeah, not know. all that anarchy. Just, that was just white know, Whoever's the president, just remember this. Remember this video clip. Newly freed slaves just after the Civil War. Please believe that. Coming to get our check. We the dreamers. I know people may not like it, but we are the dreamers. So it's always going to be a black agenda. It's always going to be people standing up for black people's rights and getting what we're supposed to get in this country, whether people like it or not. And if you don't have anything to contribute, leave the table. So uh, is there anything else you'd like to ask, Shakita? No. 
Yeah, I see Keisha's. Keisha's uh, Just I, I keep telling people, be mindful how you fill out your ballot. You know, make sure you, you know, make sure you read the directions. Make sure you drop it in the correct box. You know, there's and there's a there's a there's a, a sleeve um, insert inside that gives you the locations where you can drop off your ballot. But again, make sure you fill it out correctly. Make sure you put it into the designated, the one envelope. Then you got to put it in another envelope, seal it up. It does not need postage. Do not put it in the regular mailbox. Take it to the designated drop box just for your so, ballot. If you so put it in the mailbox, it's not going to get there on time. Did you fill out the question in the back page in New Jersey? Absolutely. I made sure my children flipped it over, filled it out, did what they were supposed to do. But, but let me ask you a question about that. I'm, I'm glad we talked about that because that, that's one of the things that um, I noticed that in the Board in, of Education, I'm sorry, the Board of Education vote is all the way at the bottom. Be mindful, pay attention, fill it out, and vote. I thought it was quite quite funny. I seen an um, a ad that Governor Murphy put out in New Jersey was basically he said that marijuana being legal was will, will cut the racial inequalities in jail i mean i get it i get what, what they were saying but you know what do you think they're going to do with all those charges and all the people that have been arrested for marijuana i don't know i just remember like i said i have a family member who works with washington dc and they were explaining to me that they need more people in who are majoring in criminal justice and not as police officers but because these new programs are being put in place, they're going. There's going to be positions. There's going to be jobs, and there there's a new way of parole. There's going to be a new parole or new way to do parole. There's going to be a new way to track them because again, they're non non-violent crimes, and they're going to be being released because of this. You know, because of these actions that are coming down from the top all the way down. So, you, you I don't know how or 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 how they're going to drop the charges or what they're going to do. I know they want them to be able to vote. I know they want them to be able to work. Um, they're going to be people set up to help them find jobs. So they're going to be jobs available. You know, they have to have jobs available for them. So they're going to be things put in place. I don't know how they're going to do it, um, but it's going to happen. And people, you have to be, you people nowadays, you're going to have to be more mindful of who you vote for, um, you know, within your, in, locally, especially. You know, I know a lot of y'all just want to vote for Biden because he is you think he's better than Trump. And that's fine. If that's your reason, I'm not arguing nobody over that. But when we're talking about local elections and you're thinking about all of the things that are going to start changing and trickling down because of these people that are going to be being released, you have to be mindful of how you're voting in your local elections as well. You have to be very mindful of that. You might not care. You just don't like Trump, but you need to care on this level. It's going to be so important. How, yes. did you, how, did, how did you fill out those questions on the back of that ballot in New Jersey? Um, for what? For marijuana? marijuana. I said, yeah. Legalism. I didn't ask you how you voted. I didn't, I didn't. I don't. That's impeding your privacy. I'm not asking nobody how they voted. <laughs> don't make me feel bad. I really feel bad now because now you done told me. But no, I, the reason the reason why I asked that is because. We are we we were you know we come from a culture where marijuana got at its height in the nineties going into early two thousands, and we know a lot of people that has that have marijuana charges, that the charges are actually felonies because they got caught with so much. Like 
How do you feel about that? Like now it's legal, but like the damage that it, because to me it always makes me think, make me feel funny because this stuff did so much damage and it destroys so many lives and now it's legal. They making money off of it. I think that that's where the Democrats, um, I must specifically talk about the Democrats. They have a, a marketing or they have an issue with their messaging. Um, they should be telling people and offering people um, maybe cultivate some marijuana, get in the marijuana business. Who knows? They should be doing things for people who have these charges and who have been uh, impacted by these different things. And I, I just think that for me, I don't think the Democrats are doing a good job of talking specifically to black and Latino men. And I when I say Latino men, I mean Latino, I mean Afro-Latino men. I don't think that they're doing a good job of talking to us to to let us know why we should vote for them. Um like I was telling somebody about the Hasidic Jews. Now, the Hasidic Jews that have been showing their ass the whole COVID, um, the whole time. Bloomberg out there apologizing to them. You know why? Because they vote in a the block. They vote in a the block. They need. They all come together and they vote together. And you don't really see if it's a disagreement. You don't see that all publicized. You know where. They're calling one another names. I mean, they're human. I know they disagree. We need to develop some of those skill sets um, going forward because we haven't we haven't had those for generations. Um, so I definitely think they should be offering people something if you've been in jail for marijuana and now they're going to make it legal. That's I mean, just... I think, I think, I think, what's funny? The reason why I said it, like I tell you, um, if Joe Biden wins, I don't know if he has a, a, a expungement program or who's gonna be. But but anybody they're not that was asking affected, for shit. Yeah, they're anybody, not asking for shit. Anybody that so was he by could the have bill, nothing, and they wouldn't care. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, our onus any, is just to get rid of Trump. We're not asking no, for anything. But, but anybody, but Whip Clyburn said that he wants a study. I ain't trying to be funny. With all due respect to Whip Clyburn, and I always tell people, Whip Clyburn is the one that that, that is about to make Joe Biden the king. Because if he becomes the, the president, it's because of Whip Clyburn. Whip Clyburn said he wants a study on this stuff. You don't need a study on the ill effects of the crime bill. It destroyed well, how many do we need? <laughs> he said he wants it within the first year of his presidency. And uh, not yeah. trying to be funny. Go to hell. I'm sending him the bill. People, he should be given, and, and Joe Biden could do it. He should give all the people that was affected, and he can do it. He can give them full pardons. Full pardons. Full pardons. Because these are potential voters. For his next go around, now, now you got to um, fulfill a promise. I mean, you always tell people like they had told Ice Cube, "Wait till I become the president, then we'll talk." Okay, now we're gonna talk. But it's just a, it's just funny how 
that works. And I wanted to ask you guys the question about the marijuana in New Jersey because uh, it's legal. It's legal in Pennsylvania, and it's 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 kind of the market is kind of like um, cornered already. You can't get into it. I mean, the the, the grow houses that the state have, it's a bunch of um, farms that are marijuana farms, and they they lock and key. You can't even get into the trade, and it's crazy because. You would think people that was affected by this when it was illegal would be able to get into it when it's legal, but uh, we know how that goes. I mean, they should be having a program to um, put people in. What do you call it? Not a mentorship, but some type of education and putting people in. But again, we don't talk about these things. We don't add. Yeah, but we don't we don't ask for nothing we don't want nothing that's the saddest thing in the world we don't want nothing so and if you do want something then you um you are crabbing the barrel and um you going against other black people so you know you in a damned if you do a damned if you don't situation well, I'm going to do and I'm going to send the rest of them to hell because somebody, people who have no interest are not going to tell me what to do. So I don't want to hear it. You'd have no interest. And it took, and I had to work on like, well, you know, some yeah, of my that's, that's, you have no interest. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm as transparent. We can talk about anything. We can debate about anything. Just don't call me no names. Don't come for me. We are going to really talk because I love you and I care about you. So we can talk, go back and forth, talk about anything. And they finally have a right. right. And not that I, I didn't have to convince them, but when you, sometimes when you listen to other people's views and you start doing research and decide that you want to edit, let me, is she correct? You know, is he correct? You know, are they right? Let me look this up. You know, I'm not familiar with this bill. I'm not familiar with that era. I'm not familiar with that president. Let me look it up. You know, I'm not familiar. You have to start questioning yourself and asking if you're interested. Some people are not interested. They just want to vote for whomever to get and the other And listening to That's one another. fine. Yes, they're listening to one another. But the people who want to vote just to vote, that's fine. Do your thing. Play boy, play girl. That's your business. But you gotta, you can't sit at my table trying to tell me what to do. And you're not going to call me right. names. Right. You're not, I'm not going to do that with you. Because you ain't here with me when I got this P, the STD, or whatever you want to call it. You ain't here with me when right. I start having conversations about the AIDS epidemic <laughs> and bathhouses. And how women were turning up with full blown man, don't get me started. Literally, the entire government had an opportunity to fix change and help, and millions of people died from one disease. Y'all talking about some COVID 19? Mm. Y'all concerned about COVID 19? Telling people to wear masks, you won't even wear a condom? What? And they gave, and they, and they gave was, us a. So that, was, that, was, that was one of the things I thought was interesting, you know, um, when, uh, and, and not to backtrack, but just thought that it was funny when um, my cousin put in the group the question about what if you meet somebody or you date somebody and your mate doesn't agree with you on a political stance. And I'm saying to myself, don't nobody meet nobody asking them what their political affiliation is. People be having... People be having four and five kids and don't even know if that nigga had medical insurance. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me wipe myself. I didn't mean to say that. 
But some people care. Like I said, my girlfriend went on a date and she asked. Some people care. I care. We're I'm winning. And when, when we were supposed to be boycotting football and them jokers were still watching football, I don't you don't you say nothing to Bukita, me. They be coming home with I don't even want to be by, when men be like, oh, I love football. The way my skin crawls and cringe because I know it's just it's just just like if somebody's right to vote for Trump, I know it's your right to watch football. But the joy on your face as you are watching football or any sport makes me sick to my stomach. They come home with a complete, excuse my language, they come home with a complete wet ass. Yes. And don't even know his middle name. Ooh, I can't stand them. Ooh, the horror. Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night. That was the truth. Did we talk about? Oh, I want to know my here. team, my jersey, my team, and be having full-on dialogue like, about what's coaches, that? players, and everything. But you're only voting for Joe and Kamala just because, and you got the audacity to call me names. I don't want him. I don't want him, God. I don't want none of them. I know he listening. I know he listening. And he like, sis, you want a black one? Or you want another one? Because they all watch the football. We go, we I go. know, God. I kind of sort of didn't mean it. I just <laughs> we go, we gonna close the show because I'm I just aggravated, I'm frustrated, God, because they love that football. Once again, but they don't love nothing else. Once like, again, a certain time, we get a little uh, we get a little crazy. You know, um, we get sleepy. Punch. Yeah. I can't stand. I can't stand well, these football watching jokes. The show I can't stand them. I'm sorry. We appreciate everybody in the chat. This is probably this has been our longest show up to date. Um. We we really it's took been it. a while. We ain't been we together so guess, long. It was like reunited we and it that feels was so good. To show up. They didn't. They didn't show. None of them showed up. Good. So I'm joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, come they back next time. Fair. But hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they'll come back. You know, um, I don't, I don't think. We're well, gonna I mean, we'll t- we gonna, I guess we're gonna have to talk about it after we see if it's empty in the street. We we definitely got to talk again to see who wins. <laughs> But yeah. they're gonna be watching football, so it can't be Monday. Oh, yeah, Thursday true. Or Sunday. Cause you know football <laughs> is more important than anything I'm, else. I'm tired. It's football season. Listen, y'all have a blessed night. Shakita can't get off this football thing. Because I can't stand. She sounded like the lady from Total Recall to about two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, y'all have a blessed night and stay safe. Good night, everybody.